This building, for so many of us, has been a second home. And like home, you know, after a while, you kind of get used to it. And like a home, you repair the roof occasionally, and you tweak the inside, and you change the furniture, and you repaint. And somehow in the process, you can't quite remember what it once was. Because when you walk in, gosh, it looks fabulous. It should have always looked like this. But actually, of course, there have been a number of changes. The very first building that housed the congregation that is central stood right over there on Dargan Street where they're building the museum. So it has a goodly heritage for its foundation. Uh, unfortunately, it begins to sound like the story of the three little pigs. Uh, they built a building, and before it was finished, the tornado blew it down. So they built another building, and it caught on fire and burned down. They finally got a building that stayed there for a while, and it was much too small. And so in 1911, they spent the money to buy the current lot where our church was built. And in 1913, at a cost of $75,000, they constructed our sanctuary. For a matter of comparison, when they built the commons and the entrance and a few other odds and ends, it cost $15 million. So we have expanded somewhat in that way. The uh, argument that I found fascinating was apparently quite acrimonious. Gathering of the church leaders said, I think it ought to be called St. Paul's. And someone else said, absolutely not, it should be called Trinity. And so they debated and could not have done better than to compromise on the name of Central, for Central expresses so clearly where we stand in the community of which we are a part. As Lawrence mentioned, 1913, hey, income tax... It was better than war, which came the following year. Uh, the woodwork was all white. <laughs> I remember the lights up there. They were absolutely marvelous. And he's quite right, my children never listened to the sermon because they were looking at the lights. When we were first finished as a building, Irby Street not only had the trees, which Lawrence remembered, it wasn't even paved. And I reckon we still have problems with paving. Uh, it, looking at the history of the church, you can kind of count on your fingers. And about every 15 or 25 years, we get the urge to fix it. Sounds kind of like home, doesn't it? You just got to do something because it's been so long. Surprisingly, thinking we had gotten a, a, a building which would have lasted the new congregation for a long time, in 15 years, it was necessary to add the third story to the building there, which was the Sunday school building on the side. Another 25 years, and it was 1953. Some of y'all began to have memories kick in at this point. The new addition along that side of the church was added on, and as a gift for a lot next door was supplemented by purchasing a second lot so that we had room for the eventual growth, which by now we were pretty well expecting to continue. In 1962, and you 50 years members remember this, we had so large a congregation that the sanctuary no longer could accommodate it with a single service, and we began to have the 9 o'clock service. In 1962, also, we added the stained glass windows. When I came to Central, they were here. I assumed they'd always been here. In fact, I'm really kind of gullible when people know I teach history, and if you had told me they had been purchased from a medieval cathedral in Europe and brought over after the war, I would have been just awed by their antiquity. Uh, because they truly do look amazing and magnificent and give, I've always thought, the sanctuary an air of age that is beyond its physical years. The other thing that struck me as I was thinking about this, it's so easy to come in the side door or sneak in that door. Uh, 
How many of you actually come in the front door? Yeah, not that many. One of the most amazing things is to look at the windows in the doors. You can be a member of this church a very long time and have no clue that there are stained glass windows in the doors at the back of the church that list the apostles. If you think of looking backwards and start on that side, you have, first of all, Andrew and Peter, and then James and John, followed by Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, James the Less and Jude, and finally Simon and Paul. A marvelous introduction to those coming into our sanctuary, and then to look at the wonderful wonders which are gorgeous in the daylight. Can you imagine that? Can you remember those beautiful blues and the splendid visions that they provide when they come in? Tomorrow morning, I want you to come in here early. I want you to come in the back door. Uh, but sit down and take a glance around and look at the windows. Actually, you can't see the ones up there because the handbell choir is kind of obscuring part of them. But they are absolutely amazing and magnificent. And again, you can sit in the front of the church for a very long time and, oh, not really know that there are stained glass windows in the back. Those most immediately apparent are those on the side. And again, try and imagine this, if you will. That we, the top of the first window is the Nativity and the Cairo, and the bottom of it shows Christian mercy. The middle window shows the Sermon on the Mount and an open church door and um, on the bottom. And the third window shows preaching and teaching in the temple and the bottom visiting the sick and in prison. The rose window was added two years later and the cross around it, which again, it's hard to imagine this church without our rose window, without the cross, without that central attraction for the church. Moving on. 1976, that was the bicentennial of the United States and everything was red, white, and blue. And the Freedom Train came to Florence and we celebrated the uh, bicentennial of the country. 37 years ago, we also decided we needed a little more than tweaking the church. And under the leadership of Dr. C. Grand Moody, we did a massive renovation. Some of you remember those long, hot summer months when we met in West Florence and the preachers stood on top of the stage in their gym and the rest of us sat there and, and sang as best we could and used their classrooms, which we couldn't mess up, to have our Sunday school classes. This building was absolutely gutted all the way down to the bare brick walls on the inside and I think perhaps some dirt floor. It was amazing. And the anticipation grew as we couldn't wait to get back in and see what on earth had they done to all of this. Almost all that you see now was a result of that magnificent effort. We got the hardwood floors, we got the dark choir, and we painted. And I remember a large number of mothers agonizing over what color are they going to paint the church. I don't want it to clash with my daughter's bridal party. Uh, we had also the chapel, which was added at that time, and there too were new stained glass windows. If you have a chance to look at those, you will find the first one has the book on the stand, the second one, the Lamb of God with the Christian flag, and the third one, the descending dove. The reason you need particularly to pay attention to that is that in 1983, we got the needlepoint cushions. Sometimes there's a gap there, but they are all now currently displayed, and all of the designs are taken from the stained glass windows. In fact, I challenge you to go around and, and look at the cushions and say, 
Now, which window did that come from? Where is that picture? Uh, the one right in the front, which shows the city of God in the open Bible. You can't see because it's up there uh, in number one window. But all of them reflect the design in the middle, which is replicated on the chairs for the ministers, are taken from the center designs in these windows. They are artistic, they are lovely, and they have provided an ongoing motif for the inside of Central. Not long after that, the chrismons were made by members of the church that adorned the Christmas tree, which stands there in that particular season. And all around you see the banners, and, and they, we, have, we have almost, we have over 40 banners that commemorate the seasons of the church, that commemorate the activities of the church, that are used in festival occasions to process in, which adorn the front, and which add so very much to the celebration of the church. In 1999, we, we hit that $15 million expansion, adding the entrance on the north side, the new parlor, uh, the basketball court, the offices, and all the additions of the church. It has been an amazing and magnificent effort. We have come, as the commercials used to say, a really long way since the days when we had one small window. It is a commemoration of a church building, a commemoration of a church ministry, a commemoration of our service in the center of Florence. When other churches have left or chosen new locations, we have commemorated our commitment to downtown, and the lighted dome continues for our generation and those to come to provide an acknowledgement of the glory of God and the service of Central.